All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Marketing Like a Mother podcast, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am beyond honored to have with me the incomparable Victoria Sexton. So Victoria is um, Victoria is a financial coach. She's the best-selling author of Effortless Money, How to Align Your Wealth and Your Woo, and the host of the Don't Play with Trash podcast. After spending years of working in finance and still not feeling confident about her money, she discovered her own secret sauce, combining her own brand of woo with no-nonsense practical money advice. And I am so happy to have you here today, Victoria, because you guys, you do not want to miss Victoria and her views on financial business and following your dreams. This is going to be an amazing conversation. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. Well, so after that brief intro, do you want to kind of jump in and tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do with your business and who you help? Yeah, that would be great. Um, Yeah. So you obviously, like you heard a little snippet about me, um, what, what you may not have heard is, so I'm a giant ginormous nerd. I really am. And, um, my, just in my family, we're all big numbers geeks. Like my mother was a mathematician. My dad was a, a business consultant. And so, um, I always worked in some area in finance for a long time. I worked in corporate America. So I understand what that's like. And, um, I was a financial advisor for a while and I just felt like, um, something was missing. And actually when, the pandemic happened. I kept getting these calls from women and they were, they were like, Oh yeah, I don't want to talk investing, but, um, I'm thinking about selling my vacation home. I'm thinking about, you know, making these changes. I, I even had one lady who said I was going to leave my husband, but should I not do that? I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I'm really scared. Um, and I realized that I needed to help women on a deeper level with their money and thus, you know, started my business. So, um, how I work with women is a lot different than a lot of other financial coaches, because I feel like the, the woo, the spiritual side of our money, the energy that, you know, we put out into the universe about our money, mm-hmm. that's a, also a big piece. So even though I'm very nerdy and very pragmatic, I also acknowledge that, Sometimes we don't know what's happening and we, we just don't know that there's a lot happening below the surface with our money that could impact our financial goals. And I think that that needs to be um, addressed as much as your specific goals and, and your dreams and those milestones that you have for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you give us some examples of those things that are happening below the surface, that energy yeah. and how that actually does affect our finances? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the really fun things about myself is, is I never, I'm never too sure what's going to come out of my mouth. So, um, (laughs) so, um, I was an advisor and I was like, had the suit and the whole thing. And this lady was in my office and it was her first meeting. And she was telling me, she goes, I, I 
just can't seem to make over $80,000 a year. And I said, okay, well, tell me about this. She goes, well, I want to make 150. I'm like, all right. And as she's talking with me, I realized that there's business opportunities that have come up and she keeps making excuses as to why she can't do it Mm. and then ends up essentially turning them down. And I, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, you're blocking your abundance. Things are popping up for you. Well, I've never done that. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, it's showing up for you. It's in your wheelhouse. You're smart. You can figure it out, you know, because you're asking the universe for more money at the same point in time. You're saying, no, I don't want to do that. So um, I think that's where we have conflicting um, some differences between like our value system and also the subconscious stuff that happens with our money. And, but once we can get all of that aligned, that's when really magical and interesting things happen with our money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that actually, um, that story hits home with me because there was before I even explored the, the woo side of the finances and things like that um, in my entrepreneurial journey, I, I too had this money ceiling where I could not hit above a certain amount. And it was the amount exactly that my father had made, you know, while growing up. And that was like, that was it. And I just could not get beyond that. And it took some you know, some amazing coaching and some deep searching to realize, like, I had set that money limit to myself, I had said, well, this is what it means to make this is a good income, this is what you need to survive, you don't need anything more than that. And definitely, like you were saying, in your story, there was turning away things and making excuses for things and would spend money once I hit a certain amount to make sure I didn't go past that ceiling without ever knowing I was even doing it. Um, so it's a very, uh, powerful realization to come to. Um, so what do you think I saw on your website and a couple other places you're talking about women being better investors than men? Will you go into that a little bit? Yes. A hundred percent. So. Uh, the statistics have shown, like I'm not making this up. Statistics mm-hmm. have shown women have a higher return in their investment portfolio than men. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is um, we are a little bit more risk averse than men. And so we're very cautious about where we put our money, but women are very methodical and they're very logical investors. And um actually, I was having a whole conversation with my husband about this. And he was like, well, why is that? And I go, I just tell him, (laughs) I said, you know how guys, you'll hear guys do that, hold my beer. And they do hold my beer, right? And then they do something like jump off the roof into the swimming pool. And I said, it's because we don't ever say hold my beer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? It's, and especially women who are, um, who are mothers, like you're concerned about how are you going to leave a legacy for your kids? Um, a lot of times extra expenses come up with your kids, like whether it's a school thing or a sport thing that comes up or whatever. So we see what's going out and, and what's coming in and 
we are the ones who generally are doing the day-to-day juggling. And so I think that also um, contributes to women being better investors. But yeah, on the whole, we have about a half a percent more return in our account per year than our male counterparts. And the bummer is that most women are afraid to invest, or we think that we're not as good as the guy next door, because mm-hmm. he's probably talking at the neighborhood barbecue about how like, he just bought Apple or whatever. But women don't work that way, especially women investors. Mm-hmm. We're quiet about it, but we're doing really well. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. And rings very true to me. So that's, yeah. So how do you, um, how do you propose then that women do get more involved or more, uh, more involved in investing? Should they be more vocal about what they're doing like the men are, or what should they be doing? How should they be working nowadays to improve their financial situations? Yeah, I for me investing has always been a big piece for me. It's my my dad actually taught me how to invest when I was a teenager. Um so I've always loved that whole I'm going to put my money over here and it's going to work for me and mm-hmm. that I don't have to worry about, you know, um like dipping into a savings account or whatever. My money's over here and it's already working for me. Um so I think that women in general shouldn't be afraid to invest, but also shouldn't be afraid to explore how to invest. And I find that what has held women back from investing is that the lingo is confusing and then they don't know what a mutual fund is. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's because you go on to wall street journal and then that's confusing. It's just a, like a different language altogether. And, um, a couple times a year, I have an investing course. that's just for women, um, for this very reason, because you need someone to break it down for you. And it's like, give, give, give me the close house version so I can figure out how to start investing for myself. And I find that um, if you have a resource like that, that you really trust, um, that's the way to start um, your investing journey is just get familiar with the lingo, get familiar with what the different options and areas are. And, and I always say, if someone tells you, if someone tries to tell you, you can't lose, okay, run for the hills because like, <laughs> there's no, there's no guarantee, but we are smart people and we can figure out what's best for us financially. And I, so I, in many ways, I don't think that women in general need a financial advisor. They can do it for themselves. Yeah. So this might be a controversial question here. Um, so, so growing up in my family, I'll just use myself as, as an example here to start off. Um, my dad was the main income earner and, um, but my mom kind of handled the finances in the household. And I know, depending on, um, where, you know, what you grew up with, what, you know, how finances were handled in your family. And there's a lot of of cultural influence there as well as to who handles the money, the men or the man or the woman, both have it split. Um, I have run my own household since I left my parents' household and went to college and, and have run my own finances ever since. 
And so for me, it's always been a, well, of course, I'm going to take care of my money. I'm not going to give that to anybody else. Like I, I need to, I want to do that. I want to see where it's going and growing. Do you see um, with the people you work with any shift in who is handling the finances? Is it the women in the relationships, the men? Um, and, and why, you know, should women find, you know, deal with their own finances and not delegate money to their men or to someone else to handle, especially female entrepreneurs, if that makes any sense whatsoever? Yeah, absolutely. I could talk forever on this topic. So, <laughs> um, so historic, like historically, you know, men were the handlers of money in many ways, like whether they come home and bring the check or whatnot. And then, you know, women have been the, like I said, the day-to-day people who were, mm-hmm. um, who were managing their finances. Like I need to go to the grocery store. I only have, you know, $200. How can I make it for another three weeks or whatever the situation is? And I think that that scenario has played out for a long time, but, but here's the deal. I really feel like it's time for women in general to step up and be their own financial manager. And here's the reason why I say that. So being a big nerd, I look at statistics a lot, especially statistics about women and their money and still um, I think it's like 65% of the time, men are the ones who are taking care of the money. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I think that's great, but I'm just going to be realistic with you. Like stuff happens, you know, stuff happens, meaning, um, you know, there could be like a car accident. There could be anything where like, let's say your husband isn't available at that time to help you with whatever financial issues you have. Um, and it's on you. And I think it's better for, for women to learn about it now when there's no real pressure to do so, except that you are empowering yourself and taking care of your finances. Mm-hmm. And um, statistically speaking, women live longer than men. We live about eight years longer than men. And um, I had, when I was a, a, an advisor, I one of my, um, like profiles of clients were my little old ladies, my widows. Right. And Mm -hmm. they would come in and we would go over what was happening in their accounts and even talk about budgeting and things like that. For a lot of them, that was not something that they ever did. They just started doing it after their husband passed. And I found that it was a source of a lot of stress for them. And, um, just a lot of having to, you know, at an older age, having to learn how to do a budget or how to um, read a statement for your investments or whatever it might be. And I just think that while women have been really great at empowering themselves to start businesses and um, get advanced degrees and things like that, you know, over the years, I don't know that we've been really great at empowering ourselves to manage our money. And, you know, I grew up in Orange County, California. And so there were a lot of women there who um, they weren't working and their husband was the one who was taking care of all of the money. 
And if there was something tragic that happened, um, then they had no idea where they stood financially. And I think that um, it's up to us to um, know where it is that we stand. And that's also part of taking financial responsibility for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's not always fun, but it's better in the long run is what I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. So what can people do now in this economical and political climate to ensure their future financial success? So I'm a big believer in baby steps. So wherever you are now, like, let's say you don't ever check your bank account. I, and I know a lot of people do this. They're like, I never check it and I, I don't have a problem. So I don't need to check it. <laughs> it's like, okay, well start checking your account because maybe you could be maximizing your money in a different way. So I would take one baby step, one thing that you can do. Um, additionally that you haven't been doing. So maybe it's um, saving money. Maybe it it is checking your account. Maybe it's opening a retirement account and contributing to that. Um, We don't have to be fantastic at our money right away. This can be something that that, um, really is more like a journey. So I, that's what I look at it more like What's the small thing I can do today? Because if it's not something small, like I have a million other things happening, it's just, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So along the, you know, your self-proclaimed woo side, is there anything along with, with our energy, our mindset, our beliefs, anything like that, that we can be doing to, to also help um, with our financial situations? Yeah. Um, I think that we can spend quiet time each day connecting with who we are. Some people like call, like call it, you know, connecting with source. Some people mm-hmm. call it prayer, whatever it is. I think that that quiet time really helps us to reconnect with who we are. And also it helps us get centered grounded many times. And I don't know if you're like this, I'm just going from one thing to another during the day. right? (laughs) And it's just like a tornado all day long. Um, when we can sit down and like center ourselves and, um, reassess what's happening, I think that then we are able to like tap into what our gut is telling us especially about our money. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that not a lot of people do is use our gut for financial decisions, but I found that has never led me astray. Mm. So again, you can use that, that quiet time to, to just connect. You can use that quiet time to um, really ask yourself questions. Like what do I really want in terms of retirement? Like, what is that going to look like? Or you can even do affirmations during that time, which I think are great. And I didn't, I didn't know this until just like a week ago, but apparently affirmations actually rewires your brain. 
Mm-hmm. I did not know this. I thought it was just something like that I did to help myself feel better. But someone was explaining that she's like, you're actually rewiring your brain. It was like, that's fantastic. So crazy. crazy. Yeah. So I think anything that you can do to um, give yourself some time and, and have it be a calming state again, because we're all busy. We're all running around all day, every day. So um, that's when I haven't had that time in a couple of days, I noticed that that's when I start to feel more anxious. So mm-hmm. um, that's what I recommend for people who I'm working with is just give yourself some time to reconnect every day. And again, use that skill with your money as well. Yeah. I mean, I love that you brought that up because I am a huge, huge fan of uh, of taking that time, that space and really honing your own intuition. You know, I believe that you ultimately are your best coach, your best advisor, your best teacher out there. Uh, I mean, obviously there's experts out there who can help guide you and teach you new things, but ultimately no expert out there knows you, your passions, what's right for you better than you do and what's right for your business too, um, better than you do. And that is something that, you know, I struggled with a lot, you know, the whole woo side of things, the whole energy mindset, you know, that took a long time for me to realize that it actually does change your brain and it does actually have tangible results. It's not just this feel good thing that is quote unquote, a waste of time. Um, And by taking that time to listen to your gut, check in with your intuition and see what feels right to you. As you said, I, I feel like ever since I started doing that, my gut has rarely led me wrong. Actually, I don't think it ever has at this point, especially with financial decisions. So um, do you have at this point, do you have any uh, resources, anything you can help direct women to who want to learn more, or if they want to continue a conversation with you, where can they, where can they go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They can go to victoriasexton.com and on there you will find, I have a a free resource. It's 30 ways to make more money because I think making money is way more fun than saving money. So I have that resource on there. I also have decks of affirmations. Um, I have journals. I have other fun things that help you to, again, calm, center yourself, remind yourself about um, your abundance. Um, I think all of those things are really great reminders um, to give ourselves throughout the day a little, you know, a little pat on the back. Um, and yeah, so 30, 30 ways to make more money. And um, on there, you can also find information about my investing course that I run a couple times a year. Yeah, which sounds amazing. <laughs> Definitely something because when you say, Yes, not knowing the lingo, the language, all that stuff. That's that's definitely me. So I definitely <laughs> need to go check that out. Um, thank you so very much for joining us. Do you have any last minute bits of wisdom, something you want to leave the audience with? Um, yeah. The, so the the one thing that I would say is 
and I tell women this all the time, you are smart enough. You are everything enough to manage your own money, to manage your own investments. And to not forget that, that intuition that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. that's really important, especially financially. Um, And I think we forget and we assume that people who have a fancy suits on like, and who have passed a licensing test. Mm -hmm. And I kind of chuckle as I say this, because I'm one of them, but like they have some kind of special knowledge, but you really know what's best for you in your heart. You know, what's best for your business, your family, all of that. So I think that's something very important that we shouldn't forget. Thank you so much, Victoria. I really, really appreciate having you on and I will make sure everyone that uh, Victoria's contact information is readily available. So you can continue the conversation with her. And on that note, thank you all for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we would really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.